So good afternoon and thank you for the invitation. Thank you, Dimitris. Um, I'm going to show you more pictures and uh, it's going to be less theory. I'll leave the theory for the written text. So uh, as the Greek recession deepened, the spectacle of Greek crisis was played out around the world news through startling images such as this one, in which desperate Athenians scuffle at free food handouts. The images of Greeks struggling to seize bags of fruits thrown from a truck dominated Greek and global media, replacing the victorious and glamorous visual narrative trumpeted only a decade ago with that of a poor, debt-laden country and leaving the Greeks once again in limbo in terms of their identity and their status within Europe. So far in Greece, documentary has been considered best equipped to portray social reality and crisis, without, however, to avoid making any problematic assumptions of transparency and neutrality of the image and the depiction. Social and economic problems were already acute in Greece during the last decade, but their depiction was limited to documentary projects related to marginalized social places which were perceived by the public to be permanently in crisis. Dimitris Mihalakis' NATO Avenue, for example, was an extensive documentation of a poor region of East Attica, named after an old NATO military base, and renamed Peace Avenue in 2003. <coughs> Such areas obviously remain the focus of most documentary projects. Yanis Kontos' Paramount Crisis, that you see here, moved along the same trajectory to document the crisis-stricken region of the port city of Peramo, previously a lively center of the Greek shipbuilding industry and now facing the severe consequences of recession. These photo essays provide viewers with short pictorial narratives which conform to the patterns of photojournalism previously constructed during the 20th century. Sequences that construct the narrative, thematic coherence, the evocation of emotional responses, and quite often a clear message. The one saying that after the outbreak of the crisis, poverty and precariousness have extended well beyond the marginalized or the migrants, the migrants. This work, Shadows in Greece, for example, presents Athens, yet focusing on the Omonia Square and its surrounding areas, an urban site which, as the popular imagination, became emblematic of the decaying Athenian environment. Uh, the Athens here, Athens here looks like any third world city. It's poor, it's dangerous, it's dark and unfriendly, it's populated by drug addicts, by prostitutes, criminals, poverty-stricken migrants, and homeless people. Several photographers created documentary projects attempting to formulate a broader narrative on the concept of crisis. Burnout by Dimitris Michalakis is one of the most celebrated and starts in 2009 following Greece's bailout agreement with the EU and the IMF. It documents the tearing apart of the social fabric and it's capturing both a sense of individual worth and class victimization. Numerous projects, usually entitled The Greek Crisis or The Greek Tragedy, create similar narratives based on facts and events. Street clashes, poverty and prostitution, far-right extremists are themes that occur repeatedly 
along some emblematic events, such as the closure of the public uh, television, the racist murder of uh, the 27-year-old uh, migrant by Nazi golden neo-Nazi Golden Dawn members, and political leaders promising that we will make it. clever photographer. <laughs> now, the arsenal of social documentary becomes a resort for a significant number of photographers who, turning back to a black and white aesthetic, draw upon its tradition to record the crisis and the quasi-heroic survival of people caught up in its turmoil. Whether balancing documentary and creative expression, or using strictly realistic, uh, a strictly realist approach, these photographers reclaim traditional aesthetics in order to approach reality. Classical symmetries, sharp contrasts, sharp contrasts of light and shadow, and often powerful compositional elements which trigger emotional responses that the composition of the images manage with great economy. Apart from these works, which aspire to cover the Greek crisis through an all-inclusive narrative, a series of photo essays focus on some limited, though emblematic, issues which in the public consciousness are identified with, uh, with crises, such as the homeless or the shuttered shops. Among them, the immigration issue holds and still holds a significant place. While recording the Greek example, these projects illustrate a crisis globalization, a term introduced by T.J. Demos to describe an era of growing, growing economic inequality and poverty associated with an increased influx of migrants and refugees seeking a decent standard of living in an increasingly xenophobic north. Now, uh, during the past nine months, almost uh, most of, photo, of photojournalists are focusing on the refugees. I'm not going to show you uh, any more pictures because Yorgos is going to, to show quite a lot. Uh, it, I, have, I have here only one, um, one group of uh, photographs, a series of photographs made by George Mutafis. Uh, Mutafis has spent the, the last eight years uh, documenting the, the refugee issue. And uh, these are the photographs he made for the unwarned, he says. They are photographs that are not shown or published the ones that uh, they usually, the, the, the agencies and the newspapers refuse to publish. And the photographer himself is not sure that... Uh, he should as well. Now, the, the social tension and political turmoil also became the focus of many photographers. The aftermath of the extensive street clashes of December 2008 and February 2012 in Athens. <coughs> the indignados, Paganaktismeni, and the heterogeneous crowd of the Plaza period, the Platia. Or the Black Bloc as uh, the most extreme group of Greek anarchism is called. 
documentary assumes a privileged place in the representation of crisis, not only for its ostensible ability to accurately depict uh, social situations, but also because of its ability to grant visibility and testimony to social areas beyond everyday sight, what uh, John Tagg described as moments of transformation in which new logics of social perception receive expression within public discourse and inside the hegemonic institutions. Probably one of the most interesting works in this category is uh, Antonis's Voice by Christos Kapatos, which falls within the context of contemporary attempts at writing history from below. Rather than depict the events of crisis, Kapatos attempts to render his personal experience visible, forced to move back with his parents at the age of 37, along with his fiancée, Kapatos began recording his new life, creating both a tale of personal history and the symbolic narrative of the larger social drama. Now, during the crisis, uh, Greece uh, and its contemporary photography and art scene gained international attention. So several projects, like the one you see here, included Greek photographers. Uh, this one is a project, a European project, uh, which, is, uh, which harks back to the FSA, uh, the Farm Security Administration uh, photography program of the 30s. And uh, according to their curators, it aspires to document the lives of young Europeans affected by the crisis, uh, hoping, and I quote, to use the narrative power of photography to create a basis for a pan-European discussion on the crisis and the possible solution, to appeal to the photographic document as a thought-provoking instrument aspiring to provoke change." End of quote. Now, the, the resultant web of stories and images could easily be regarded as a tantamount to another version of that liberal humanistic documentary photography, which, as Alan Secular argued, by celebrating abstract humanity, it actually celebrates nothing but the dignity of the passive victim. Nicolas Venturaki's project, Living Utopia, is a study of ordinary scenes and portraits in Greece. Shooting nothing of particular or apparent importance, Venturaki builds a narrative of mundane, everyday moments people and places, none of which are sensational or dramatic, but rather give a bleak view of Greece. Nothing is happening in these almost deadpan photographs. Places, people, everything seem to be on a standstill, like Greek society itself. Nevertheless, the photographer strongly believes that in such a perplexed situation, it is the most unremarkable elements that are full of significance, holding the information that is needed to further our understanding of current events. The dystopian narrative of living utopia implies that there is, it's not reality itself that has changed, but rather it's the way we look at it now that it's different. And arguably this approach has a short history, as some previous projects suggest. Of the practitioners focusing on the hidden and devoid, devoid of interest aspects of Greek reality, probably the most effective and influential has been Nikos Panagiotopoulos and especially his uh, extensive project Terra Cognita. This project examined the transforming image of Greece, focusing 
on the Athenian environment and the inclusions and exclusions of its representation. Starting in 2000 and including all the glory days before, during and after the Olympics when modernization and growth were the alluring slogans promoted by the governments of the period, Terra Cognita portrays a landscape which had already started to decline. Another strategy that has a significant role to play within critically upgraded practices is parody. Parody as a double-coded device which can be used for more than mere ridicule. That is, parody as postmodern pastiche. Panos Kokinias' Live Your Myth in Greece, for example, created a framework defined by Greek tourism visual cliches, with the title itself being a parody of the infamous Live Your Myth in Greece slogan of the National Tourism tourism organization. Bright sky, blue sea, ancient ruins coexist with symbolic elements of the contemporary Greek identity, all of which have powerful visual connotations. This photograph, for example, negotiates the ideologically charged symbol of Tsolias, the signification of which ranges from the proud Greek soldier evolved from the fighters of the Greek war of independence against the Ottomans, to a kitsch figure of Greek nationalists and conservatives. The figure appears within a vast seascape and it's full of ambiguity. Is this a corpse or a living person? Has he drowned or he's just enjoying a swim? The patriotism of Trollias is rendered melancholic or ludicrous depending on one's political beliefs and his presence in the Greek landscape is as ambiguous as Greek reality itself. Salvation, this photograph in turn, depicts a group of people waving the national flags within a vast and empty landscape and could arguably serve as an allegory of the Greek social landscape itself. For Greek viewers, there's an obvious connection between the image and the infamous memorandum, as it may be seen to reflect its ambivalent initial reception by the public and indeed, some critics noted that it is difficult to know if people in the picture are in a patriotic mood celebrating or running away altogether. Uh, <clears throat> this use of parody and visual cliches are, is uh, quite uh, common lately. Uh, Petros Ostathiadis' project series is one of the works employing such a device. Uh, series is... Um, <clears throat> The project presents a series of installation sculptures made of materials found in photographers' hometown. And he juxtaposes them with some portraits, very early staged, which parodies the conventions of portrait imaginary, whereas at the same time they undermine social and cultural beliefs. So these kind of works are essentially, essentially concerned with both interrogating our ways of seeing and exposing and refiguring cultural codifications that propelled all marginalized identities. By reassembling and reappropriating elements, these works adopt a dialectical stance towards reality. 
who are we could be the central question they pose, allowing us to rightfully assume it is still open to interpretation. Finally, there's a series of works which invite us again to go beyond the traditional representation and understanding of crisis, only this time in order to experience the historical events that are crucial to the present. Rather than emphasizing raptures that would make the crisis seem an isolated moment, moment in time, or perhaps limited to the last couple of decades, they observe historical continuities and explore questions of collective and cultural memory. The photographers under discussion consciously place their works within a larger historical framework, one related to Greece's troubled past. Some of these works directly link events of the present to the past, for example, Pasqua Borgia's autopsies and Nikos Marcus' life narratives. The former, that you see here, reveals barely discernible marks, traces of the recent history, inscribed in the city's surface and juxtaposes them with official texts related to the events themselves. You have the uprising of December 1942, uh, and the extensive street clashes on Feb of February 2013. The brutal attack of the unionist Kostadina Kuneva, the murder of the anti-fascist uh, activist rapper Pavlos Fisas by the neo-Nazi Golden Dawn, the murder of Alexandros Grigoropoulos in December 2008, and the Seoul Black Square, which signifies the shutdown of public television. Marku constructs his own narrative out of the memories of ordinary people. The outcome is a number of short videos, roughly one and a half minutes each, in which people talk about their lives over a still portrait of themselves. During the first period of the occupation, resides this old man, there was nothing to eat. And now, after all these years of hardship, we finally managed to build with our own hands a small house. But the newcomers, he means the new government, are demanding so many taxes that we stand to lose everything once again. We just wish to be safe and sound, says a lady. Where a little girl sings my little daisy, my garden's jewel. The subjects remain anonymous. It's their stories and memories that are meant to give a sense of contemporary Greek identities. The critical renegotiation of history a process which raises questions national, in national identity eventually turns the attention to memory sites and memorials. For the last five years, Thomas Gerasopoulos records contemporary sites in which dramatic events of Greek history have taken place. The pictures look like ordinary landscapes, yet they're intended to recall far more than meets the eye. A picturesque view of Mount Vitsi is a notorious theater of the Greek Civil War. A plain land in Florina, in northern Greece, is the mass grave of 800 partisans of the Democratic Army of Greece, and so forth. The captions provide the explanatory information, rendering the photograph a historical document, not of what happened, but of how we preserved and managed the very memory of what happened. And Albeit crisis is not directly displayed anywhere here, it is exactly what triggered and sustained that enduring question of who are we, which is obviously linked to who were we. 
in a similar vein, here sites of violence in Thessaloniki by Paris Petridis negotiates the ambiguous coexistence of memory and oblivion in the urban fabric of the city of Thessaloniki. Petridis builds a narrative based on fragments of personal and official memories, the raw materials which construct our collective history. The Eleftheria Square, in which the Germans assembled every male Jew in the city and submitted them to a demeaning physic physical ordeal in July 1942. The old National Security Building, in which thousands of political prisoners were incarcerated, tortured and murdered between the onset of the Civil War and the end of the colonialist dictatorship. The spot where left-wing politician Grigoris Lambrakis was assassinated the list is long, 52 incidents altogether. In contrast to Gerasopoulos, however, Petrivis focuses on the trivial and the banal, the non-photogenic, the landscape where almost nothing possesses the glamour one would expect from a historic site. The common ground of these photographs is the idea that the present reintroduces the repressed past. In this account, memory is not thought of as binding us in some deep sense uh, to past times, but as a, as a mode of representation and as belonging evermore to the present. Here poses a decidedly significant question beyond the obvious why history matters, namely, why does history matter to us today? So, to conclude, the polarity, political, non-political, inevitably submerges into a discussion of works which deal with subjects identified as political. Critical practices such as historicization, postmodern pastiche, parody, could play a significant, a significant part in disengaging from a state of perception that accepts the prevailing regime as an incontestable fact. Uh, what uh, Ariella Joulet termed, uh, terms as political imagination, the ability to imagine a political state of being that deviates significantly from the prevailing state of affairs. As such, these kind of practices could be arguably deemed political. The political, however, includes not only a practitioner's critical engagement, but also a consideration of the work's perform performativity and political stakes. Documentary works dis uh, discussed so far are created and circulated within the context of news agencies and media and are thereby operating in accordance with their internal norms and relations. Similarly, artworks are controlled by the dominant art market, referring and reaffirming its own norms and relations. Such contexts create boundaries and limitations determining political performativity and social intervention and rendering emancipation problematic. Nevertheless, the emergence of critical practices includes a promise of rising issues which could challenge the dominant discourse. This may well be a promising start. Thank you.